Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Satan is more powerful than you and I. He's smarter than you and I. He knows how to tempt us. He knows all of our weaknesses. Satan is more powerful. Turn to your neighbor and say this. I'm no match for Satan. Come on. I'm no match for Satan. That should wake some of you up. I'm no match for Satan in this war zone. That's why I continue to need to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit keep on being filled. There's a danger as you mature in your Christian experience to diminish the effect of the spiritual realm in your life. Sure, you have a prayer life and God answers those in one way or another, but it's easy to forget that you have an enemy, a former master who wants to destroy the spiritual progress you've made. In Pastor Mark's teaching today, he will be reminding you that you got to this point in your walk with Christ by trusting God and letting the Holy Spirit empower you against Satan's schemes. And no matter how far you go with Jesus, you need his help every single step of the way. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Ephesians chapter 6 as he begins his message, Spiritual Warfare in the Invisible Spiritual World. Good morning. Glad to be back. Good to have you here this morning. Amen. Amen. You can turn in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 6. By the way, we just had a great time. As you know, it wasn't really a lot of vacation. It was mostly ministry. We ministered in a couple areas in Asia, and I got to minister. I can't mention the country because it's too dangerous, but I got to minister to 14 pastors. And just to spend a whole time, how to teach the Bible, what to do, it was just, it was just amazing. So now, as you look on the overhead, you kind of recognize this. It's a war zone. Aleppo. It's in Syria. You say, Pastor Mark, I was glad to have you back, but not so much now. <laughs> what does this have to do with anything? Well, it's very personal. I want to say something to you, and I want you to say this to your neighbor. Here's the words I want you to say. We live in a war zone. Come on, turn right now. You excited about that? Not so much. Is it true? Yes. Yes. Some of you, that's very bizarre. What? You'll see what I'm talking about. Now, Paul is finishing his letter to the Ephesians. Chapters 1 to 3, you remember we talked about, he talked about doctrine and who we are in Christ and all the blessings God gives us. When we got to chapters 4 through 6, to the beginning of 6, he talked about how we 
put everything we've learned from him into everyday practice with our marriages, our kids at work, all of those kind of things, being filled with the Spirit. Well, today, the last session, chapter 6, 10 through 18, basically is about one thing. How to be victorious in spiritual warfare. Now, I've asked you to turn to Ephesians 6. Look at verse 10. We're going to read it together. So here we go. Finally, Paul says, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil, notice where, in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything, simply stand. Now notice warfare words. Stand three times. Stand firm. Notice five times in those few verses, we see the word against. Against. It's a battle. Stand against the battle. You see, we live in a war zone that's under attack by Satan and his demons. Now, that may seem strange to you because we don't see a picture like Aleppo. But you have to understand there is a visible world and an invisible world. Look how Paul writes it in Colossians. For by him, all things were created by God. Things in heaven on earth, say it with me, visible and, and what? Invisible. Whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created by him and for him. So this spiritual warfare occurs in the invisible spiritual world. So as you sit here, all of us live in two worlds, the visible and the invisible. Now, some people don't really believe in an invisible world, and yet it's around us every single day. Let me just give you an example of what that looks like. I have just a little towel here. If I let go of this towel, will it go up or down? How many think it would go up? I'm looking. (laughs) Well, let's see if you're right. You say it's going to go where? Okay. Did it go down? Yes, it did. Why did it go down? Did you see the gravity? (laughs) Did you see it? No, you saw the result of gravity. Do you understand what you just saw? You saw the invisible world. Well, I don't believe in the invisible world. We'll get a doctor for you. (laughs) Of course it's invisible. You didn't see it. You just saw the result of it. By the way, if you don't believe, I will take you to a 10-story building. (laughs) 
and see if you go up or down. Yeah, right, okay. Now, well, how does that fit in with me, God? That doesn't make sense. Well, you were created body, soul, and spirit. The body is my flesh, my five senses, my motor responses. My soul is my mind, my will, and my emotions. But the spirit, which I cannot see me, the spirit in me, is the real you and me that relates to God. You have the Holy Spirit, if you're a Christian, living in you. You can't see him. It's in the invisible world. So we live in this physical world, and we actually live most of the time, you just did it, by our five senses. Sight, you just saw the towel. You heard me speaking already. This afternoon, you're going to be tasting. You touched. I just touched that. And sometimes the person next to you smells really good, and you want to know what that was. Better than really bad and what you didn't do. Okay. Now, so we live in a spiritual world that operates by faith. Now, faith is defined as this. It's really the unseen world. Listen to Hebrews 11.1. Now, faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. When you ask Christ into your life, you didn't see that. It just happened. You see the evidence afterward. So simply, we live in a world That operates by faith. It's the unseen world. Now, most people only focus on the visible world. Most of our time, we're thinking only the physical kind of things. But the invisible world is just as real as the physical world. Now, do you know in this campus in Melbourne, do you understand there's a war going on? In this room, there's demons and angels. There's a war going on. I said, we say, is there a door I can get out of? Because this is ridiculous. No, this is real. It's not bizarre. It's real. But some of you don't understand. We live in a what? A war zone. And it's in the invisible world. We see the result of it, but it's an invisible world. Now, let me show you how that works. Paul writes this. That is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. Now, you know that. Your body, you can see your body. How many know that your body basically uh, is dying? Let me see your hand. How many know your body? The young people, they don't raise their hand. If you're over 80 Try to raise both hands if you could. You know what's happening, don't you? You can see it. But can anybody see our spirits being renewed every day? No. But if I'm a Christian, I'm in the word, what's happening? My spirit is being renewed. But my body is dying. There's the physical. There's the spiritual. Look at the next verse. For our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last for how long? So it's not talking about our bodies. It's talking about our spirit that's going to last absolutely forever. Now look at how Paul ends this with verse 18. So we don't look at the troubles we see now. Rather, we face our gaze on things, let's read it together, that cannot be seen. What is that? 
It's the invisible. For the things we see now will soon be gone. What is he talking about? Our body and all the stuff that we have. When we die, we don't take anything with us except one thing, our spirit. But the things we cannot see, the real you, the real me, will last forever. See, we live in both worlds, the visible and the invisible. In the visible world, it's temporary. Our bodies are dying. We're all moving toward death. But in verse 18, Paul says, don't get discouraged with that, but focus on the things that are real, the things that are going to live forever in the spiritual world. That is my spirit. Now, we don't only live in this invisible spiritual world, but it's a war zone. It's a war zone, and we're fighting a deadly spiritual battle. Every Christian that's in this room is in the battle. Now, if you're not a Christian yet, you're already in the kingdom of Satan. And he's not fighting you because he's got you where he wants. But for every Christian, the moment we become a Christian, we enter a battle that we never knew was really going to be there. So Paul tells us how to win this spiritual battle. Look at verse 10. Finally, be strong in the what? In the Lord and in his mighty power. Notice Paul, look at me. Paul doesn't say, hey, be strong in your wisdom, your wisdom. Be strong in your talents. Wow, you're a really gifted person. Be strong in your abilities or be strong in your experience. No, he doesn't say that. Now, in October, I'll be a Christian. I'll be 75. I'll be a Christian 70 years. So I just eliminate that verse. I'm strong in my 70 years of experience. I can beat Satan, no problem. I may think I'm totally stupid. You can raise your hand. It's okay, because I said it. Am I being stupid? Yes. Now, why is that? Well, you're going to see as we go through this whole passage of Scripture, Satan and God are not equal. See, many people think Satan and God are equal, and how the battle is going to come out. No, no, no. God created Satan. He's a created being. He can't be everywhere at the same time. He's not all-knowing. He's not all-powerful. He absolutely is very different. So God is greater. You will see this in a moment. He's greater than Satan. But the problem is, here's me. Is Satan more powerful than me? Yes, he is. Oh, no, Pastor Mark. I can beat him, baby. No problem. We'll have your funeral very shortly. <laughs> There's no chance. But many times we think, well, I'll just mm, up it up and I'll be beating Satan. No, you won't. Satan is more powerful than you and I. He's smarter than you and I. He knows how to tempt us. He knows all of our weaknesses. Satan is more powerful. Turn to your neighbor and say this. I'm no match for Satan. Come on. I'm no match for Satan. That should wake some of you up. I'm no match for Satan in this war zone. That's why I continue to need to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Keep on being filled. Now, I'm going to give you seven no's today. Not N-O-K-N-O-W. Here's the first one. Write it down. No, the battle must be fought in whose power? God's power. No, the battle must be fought in God's power. Paul then goes and says this. I can do everything through him who gives me strength? God, who gives me strength. You see, I need God's help. 
I'll never win this war by myself. Even if you help me, I need the help of almighty God. I need it. Be strong in the Lord. Verse 11, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Now, the word stand means to continue to be strengthened. It's not, well, I'm strong today, but tomorrow I'm not sure what's going to. No, it's continue to be filled with the Spirit. Continue to be strengthened. Now, the word stand against is an interesting one. It's a war term, but it's a spiritual war term. Stand your ground. Don't compromise. Don't give in. Don't think you can avoid spiritual warfare. No, we're all, as Christians, in a war zone. So I have to stand, strengthened by the Holy Spirit, and I'm not going to give in. I'm not going to give up ground. I'm not going to compromise. Now, what does that remind me? Well, life isn't a playground. It's a battleground. We live in a war zone. Now, most unbelievers, and even some believers, don't believe they're really involved in a spiritual battle at all. Well, that battle is all through the scriptures, starts in Genesis, goes all the way to the book of Revelation. What are we battling? It's between good and evil, light and darkness, heaven and hell, God and Satan. Now, in this battle that's been ongoing since Satan fell from heaven, it's been ongoing since then, both God and Satan have goals for people. These are goals for all people. Take a look. You know this verse well. Here it is. John 10, 10. The thief, Satan, comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. That's Satan's goal. Let's look at God's goal through Jesus. Jesus spoke this. I have come that they might have life and have it to the full. Okay, we have two kingdoms and two goals. How many of you say, I'd really like to be in that first kingdom? Because I'd like Satan to steal, kill, and destroy me and spend hell with him forever. I'll choose that one. Any hands? No, you'd be absolutely deceived and stupid to do that. But really, the word stupid is wrong. You know how Satan does that? Most of our world is in that kingdom. You know how? One of his schemes is deception. I'll talk more about that later. Now, does anybody want to be in the kingdom of God? I have come that they might have life here and to the full and spend heaven and eternity with God. Anybody want to be in that? Good. Some of you don't want to be in either one. Is that too bad? Try your other hand. See if that'll work. No, I mean, really, you look at those two goals. What do we call that when you're trying to make a decision between those two goals? It's a no-brainer. But why? Why do people choose the first? Number one, they don't know there's a choice. They don't know God loves them. And they are deceived by the lies of Satan. Now, when you see that going through, God's goal is to give life and purpose and meaning here on earth and then spend eternity with us in heaven. Some of you have made that transition between the two. Now, look at 1 Peter. Peter wrote this, chapter 5, verse 8. And it talks about something very powerful. Look what he says. Be self-controlled and alert. Why? Because I'm in a war zone. Your 
enemy, notice these next two words, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to encourage. Is that what he does? No, he's trying to what? Devour us, kill us, ruin us. So there it is. My enemy is the devil. Now, most unbelievers and many believers downplay, make fun of Satan, demons, spiritual warfare. They just make fun of it. Pastor Mark, it's not even October. Why are you talking about that? That's stupid. Trick or cheat, the guy with the red thing. There's no devil. Well, you're going to see why you think that incorrectly. Now, watch what Paul writes. We studied this earlier when we did the book of Ephesians back in chapter 2. Watch this. Once you were dead because of your disobedience and many sins. Just look at me for a moment. What's he talking about? He sent every single person. We started in the kingdom of Satan. There's only two kingdoms. We'll get to that in a moment. When Satan was in heaven, he was the worship leader. And he decided that he would do better than God. He was going to unseat God. He was prideful. And when God knew that this was happening, he threw him out of heaven. But Satan didn't go alone. One third of the angels chose to go with Satan. They today are called demons. So when we start thinking about this, Satan is not God. He can't be everywhere at the same time. But he has Millions of demons that can come to us. Rarely would any of us ever be tempted by Satan himself. He uses the demons. So notice, before I became a Christian, after Adam and Eve, and we'll talk about that in a moment, sin, I was born with a sin nature. Every person that's alive has a sin nature. Now watch this. Once you were dead because of your disobedience, you used to live in sin just like the rest of the world. Notice what that means. I'm obeying the devil. Guaranteed, before you were a Christian, you never thought you were obeying the devil. You just thought you're obeying yourself. No, there's only two people to obey, God or Satan. Look how it reads. The commander of the powers in the what kind of world? Unseen world. He is the spirit of work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. So what does that say to us? That spiritual warfare is real, Satan is real, demons are real, and there's only two kingdoms. Here's what I want you to write. Know that we are either obeying Satan or we are obeying God. Now, unbelievers would not agree with that at all. I have nothing to do with Satan. I'm just doing my own thing. No, you are not doing your own thing. You have been deceived. You are obeying Satan because he's the ruler of the satanic part of our world. If I'm obeying God, I'm obeying our heavenly father because he's a good, good father. Today, Pastor Mark taught that there's another existence beside the one you can perceive with your five senses. He told you that this other world can't be separated from the physical world and that it affects every person all of the time. You learn that this world is separated into two camps, one side run by God the Father and the other side ruled by Satan. 
We know social media is a big part of everyone's lives, and it's a great way to stay connected with each other. We'd like to add a little bit of joy and Jesus to your Facebook and Twitter pages, so come like and follow us. You'll be able to keep up to date with all the latest information about Pastor Mark, the Ministry of Lessons for Living, and the church behind it, Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to connect. That's LessonsForLivingRadio.com. This finishes the first portion of Pastor Mark's teaching, Spiritual Warfare in the Invisible Spiritual World. Next time, he'll continue this message, and in it, you'll learn more about the nature of man and this battle that has to be fought. You'll find out about your limitations in this regard and your need to trust God to ward off the temptations and hassles of the devil. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series, Blessed. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.